hammer means podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna delete that for your own sake. Allie. <laughs> <laughs> for my own safety. Good evening, ghouls. Good evening, ghouls. Good evening, ghouls. I'm Robert. I'm Becca. I'm Alec, and we speak in triplets. <laughs> We're in the Undead Poet Society, the podcast where we consume media and then turn it into new art. We still have to workshop that uh, opening. I keep forgetting <laughs> to do it until it's the right about uh, time to do it. <laughs> Today, ghouls, we are reviewing... The best movie? Know. The best Probably, movie? Probably, yeah, I like... It's it's kind of an open secret, right? And you're you're not allowed to say it, but really when all these film buffs are like, Oh, Citizen Kane and you know what I mean? Like like whatever World War Two bullshit movie that they claim is the best movie, really they're like it can't be overstated that Fallen is the greatest movie of all time. In fact, you can split all of cinematic history into uh BF and AF. <laughs> Before and after Fallen. Uh, and despite, the, despite this bit, <laughs> it was a pretty good movie. I liked it. I enjoyed it. It's fine. Yeah, it was. I mean, was I, good I had a good time. I, I was. I didn't hate it, which is good. I was so primed to hate it, and there were some really yeah. like cringy things, like the camera movement of the demon thing the was a little bit the blurry monster the cam, blurry monster like cam was a little bit, yeah. a little bit much in, uh, at times, but I don't know. How else fun. would we know? It was definitely a product of its time. Pov. I think it's a good idea, just poor execution, because it just looks ugly. <laughs> yeah, I think you could do it a lot better now with like the like like camera technology. You know what I mean? But ghouls, uh, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. We need us a summary for all of these do. lazy piece of shit audience members who haven't seen <laughs> Denzel Washington's Fallen. I think you're. You should give the uh, intro or the summary <laughs> since this like is your... Uh, we open up <laughs> on a detective struggling through the snow, seeming to fight for his life. We get open narration in the voice of the one and only Denzel Washington saying like, he, yep, it's it's basically one of those like record scratch. Yep, that's me. I, get, I bet you're wondering how I got into this situation. He actually says uh, that at we, one we, point too. Like not, word, not word for word, but like he, he's but like, yep, that's me. Like he actually says like the, the word yup, <laughs> like he's about to say it. <laughs> so obviously uh, our our protagonist, our hero, Denzel Washington in this, it, like this is obviously the end of the story. They're starting at the end um, and he's struggling for his life. We're not sure why or what's going on. Uh, we then start at the actual beginning and Denzel Washington is revealed to us to be a a hard-boiled New York cop who's being introduced to uh, new partners, including uh, John Goodman and the guy that plays Tony Soprano, um, both of which inhabit their roles flawlessly. Uh, Hobbs, the detective, has recently been instrumental in putting away a very dangerous serial killer who kind of like like requests to speak with Hobbs, the protagonist, um, right before he is to be executed. Um, he does and says several strange things, including in like speaking in some language that nobody understands. And we just get an, uh, an overall unsettling feeling. Um, Hobbs seems to get the better of the serial killer and their little interaction, but the serial killer sings 
a little a little tune a sixties song. Time is on my side. Yes it is. <laughs> um and uh also gives Hobbes a little riddle. What why is there a space between lions and Spakowski? And it, it's initially just gibberish to Hobbes, but uh the, the execution proceeds as planned. The serial killer is uh gassed to death, but through the audio like like on on frame, we uh, are put into the the point of view of something that seems to lift out of the serial killer wafting out among the, the, the people gathered there to see his execution and settle on one of these security guards. Then there's this protracted uh, little series of shots that show that security guard going to a place and this weird unsettling POV kind of like seems to drift out of one person and into another as they make contact and, more or less pretty quickly we see that this is like a possession type thing this strange pov is the demon's vision and uh it was the demon that was uh basically controlling the quote-unquote serial killer and really what we have is a demonic serial killer on our hands um but we're left to wonder uh because the serial killer touched hobbs in his jail cell um, but Hobbes obviously was not possessed, as the, the the demon seems to be able to possess pretty much anyone else that he wants to. Um, we cut back to Hobbes, who uh, is in his home with his uh, brother, his kind of like incompetent but very lovable, lovable brother, and uh, his son, like the brother's son, Hobbes' nephew, um, who he's taken in uh, for a while, so we see that he's kind of got like a heart of gold. And also, when we're introduced to Hobbs, uh, he has this extended conversation with the other cops about how he doesn't take bribes, um, but <laughs> for some reason doesn't have a problem with other cops taking bribes. It's a very co- like pro cop, copaganda yeah for type sure. movie. But these these movies just kind of were like it like it was it was all just pretty pro cop in the nineties and early two thousands. Um, Hobbes starts to, uh, realize that something else is going on when another murder happens as if it was the serial killer. Like the motives seem similar. There's a, the, the same riddle is written on the wall. Why, like, why is there a space between lions and Spakowski? Um, and at, at first it's assumed it's a copycat killer, or maybe he had a secret partner that they didn't know about. But, uh, as, as Hobbes unravels the mystery, it becomes increasingly more apparent that this isn't a mundane serial killer, but rather a demonic entity who has uh, decided that he's going to basically like tear Hobbes's life apart and uh, continue his little serial killer shenanigans. So um, the movie progresses. Uh, the the demon becomes increasingly uh, intimidating, kind of like breaking into Hobbes's life, threatening his loved ones, until ultimately his brother is killed by the demon who leaves evidence of the murder behind. Um, and then frames uh, Hobbes for several other, uh, like like killing a civilian with a gun and all sorts of stuff. So Hobbes is forced to go on the run with his nephew, his uh, brother's now orphaned son. Uh, and Hobbes learns uh, from a, a character that I haven't deigned to mention because she's not actually that important, um, how the kind of like rules of the possession work. And it's that normally... The possession uh, requires physical contact, um, but if the demon is killed while possessing someone, the demon basically has like one human breath to find another person to possess. Um, and so Hobbes lures the demon out to this cabin out in the woods uh, that they 
the demon has like kind of history with the 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 space between lions and spikowski is the name of a cop who this demon kind of tortured in the past who he also wasn't able to corrupt like hobbs um and hobbs's plan is to lure him out to this cabin in the woods uh and then basically make it so he is the only person around that the demon can possess uh and then poison himself so that he, it what like when he dies the demon will die along with him because the demon only has one breath. If you can get him far enough away from other people, then he'll expire. Uh, the problem is, is that the demon shows up in Hobbes's partner. Uh, and like, it's, it's this whole scene. John twisty. Goodman sings that song, <laughs> which is uh, a really good, like one of the best overall. parts of the movie. Denzel smokes a poisoned cigarette and appears at the very, at the very last to have gotten the better of, uh, of our, of our demon antagonist. However, it's been hinted at a few times that the demons, uh, possession for targets or targets for possession need not be only human. Uh, and we find out that he was able to escape Hobbes's death trap by getting into a cat. So the demon ultimately wins. And we find out that the narration at the beginning of the movie isn't Hobbes at all. It's the voice of Denzel Washington, but it's the demon who's actually speaking because the demon possesses people and takes their voice and uses them to say what it wants to say. Um, so it's it's a, it's a twisty cat and mouse cop versus serial killer movie with a uh, surprisingly uh, interesting little demonic twist. And it wasn't yeah, too churchy. I liked the twist. It wasn't I too liked churchy. The twist. It wasn't. wasn't. There was definitely churches, but it wasn't yeah. churchy. Yeah, I I was surprised. Like I said at the beginning, I thought I was surprised at how much I liked it, and I was surprised at how much I liked the twist specifically. Because like, mm. it it you explaining it like I can see how someone could be like, oh my god, that's cheesy. You know what I mean? But mm. I, some, I don't know. I wasn't expecting it, the, and the it really it really that hit. It's... The twist being that the serial killer is a demon, or the twist at the end being that like he escapes. The a, twist a, at a the cat. end, he gets yeah. into the cat because, and Got it wasn't it. it wasn't like uh, an abrupt thing. Like he gets into a cat at another point, and that's like yeah. a, an important part. But they didn't emphasize it too hard, no, but it didn't. is foreshadowed. It's not like the it's we noticed it though. Like not we, the we, first we made time. a joke yeah. about it. We're like, is this demon in a cat right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I uh, I was surprised how much I liked it. I didn't know pretty much anything about it other than like the ten minutes that we watched um, forever ago, and uh, mm. you know what I mean. And so that had been percolating in my head, and I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna feel about this movie. <laughs> yeah, I was not excited, honestly. I wasn't. It was but a little was, bit of a. It was a lot better than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, yeah. It does, in my opinion, a lot of things adequately. I think technically and like artistically, it's just like a perfectly adequate movie. Like it didn't do. Or say anything that was like too special. Yeah, it was shot um, fine. I, yeah, like like it, it was it was like I said, perfectly adequate. Um, the parts where I felt like it really shined were the uh, like the just the execution of the demon as an antagonist and as a character. Yeah. I think he's got a lot of personality. Like he's just a very uh, almost likable villain, despite the fact very that he's charismatic. Like a, yeah, because like, he's just, he's just fun. He's he's at the very least he's not boring. Um, and then Denzel, as a hard-boiled cop, just like did it well. And whenever he was dialoguing with other cops, uh, like it, like as as much as I like disdain, or is that the right word? I an idiot. Disdain. Disdain. Detest. 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 Yeah. I mean, disdain. Whatever. Same thing. As 
Disdain is a word. For some reason, it like yep. came out of my mouth, and it doesn't feel like a word as much Not as I detest propaganda. Yeah, like you have disdain and, for like, something. Yeah, oh, okay. You don't, you don't disdain something. For sure. Uh, as as much as I'm not a fan, I'll, I'll lower it and I'll get out of my NPR uh, space. As much as I don't like uh, copaganda and as much harm as police procedurals have done for like real world, like police reform and stuff, there's just something to it. Like there, like there's, if, if propaganda is going to be successful, it has to have an independent reason why that is. And there's just something so homey about like some, you know, rough and tumble, loud mouthed, quirk or uh like quip wielding cops who like uh raz each other but are like out to get the bad guy you know and and denzel and uh like acting opposite john goodman and i really should know that this guy's name the, like soprano um i don't yeah, know either those three they they, they did it good they, they, they did it good i was job. surprised too at how much the uh actors who ended up portraying the demon um, mm. It was consistent. It was very consistent. I Most was surprised. Most of which were nobodies. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they're just they're just it, they're dozens of random people. But they actually did a really good job in communicating that even though the demon's not a real person, it's a ghost that's possessing people. They did a good job of maintaining a kind of character continuity. Like you knew any time the ghost was someone because he just he's got like this swagger. You yeah. know, like and I really liked how. Um, the, the use of the song was great. It was a great choice in song, mm. first of all. I loved the choice that they made. Um, and the it, it was a great way of, like, letting you know that the demon's there, like, like within seconds. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it was just a really quick, good motif that they used well, and I don't think they overused it either. Because yeah. you kind of, you could run into the risk of overusing something like that, but I don't think we ever got to that point. I was, every time I heard the demon singing, I was singing along. Like, I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, I was like, ooh, he's here. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I really, the I only criticisms... Really, uh, go ahead. I just realized there's a single woman in this movie. <laughs> yep, that was about to... I was going to say, well, my <laughs> only criticisms yeah. are the the ones that, like, are kind of obvious. You know what I mean? Like, it's a copaganda movie. It's a, definitely a male, like, centric movie. Like Male-driven, yeah. Yeah, the only woman is there is basically a plot device. Um, and, like... Uh, there, the demon possesses a woman at one point, an old lady. Sure, but I guess I was, like, going... <laughs> what was that was old lady's name, though? There was... Exactly. Yeah, you know? Definitely like, doesn't just... pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> no, yeah. And so, yeah, it... it those are like the the obvious ones that I like. I don't know. Like, it's almost not even like fun to talk about them because it's just like yeah, like fucking people used to be so misogynistic. Like, it's not even like <laughs> I, I feel like because we're going back it's and we're watching older movies. Yeah. yeah, and like the the focus of this podcast is really to like look at some like classics and stuff like that. And like the classics just have fucking like racism and like misogyny yeah. and like it's just like weekend and week out. I'm almost becoming blind to it. You know what I mean? I'm just like, okay, yeah. like here's the bad things. They're always the same. You know what I mean? That and then the fucking uh, the the demon cam was just not, <laughs> and the <laughs> atrocious font that they used. Oh my god! The <laughs> it's so bad of that font. Uh, like audience, if if you like listeners, if you aren't interested in this movie, that's fine. But just like if you can, neither if were you can we, stream it you know, from somewhere if you can Google it, like image search, look up the font that they used at the very beginning and end for like the titles and like the the end credits. They have this busted ass 
gross <laughs> ass like it like it like the words are supposed to look like they're like misprinted or like broken or, or something. I, I think he was supposed to be and like it's demonic like difficult to tell what the words are supposed to be saying. Yeah. We were saying during the movie, I'd be pissed if I were like an up and coming actor and my name credit was just fucking mangled by this. You can't even read font. some of the names. Like genuinely and yeah. sincerely, I'm like, I don't know what those fucking letters are supposed to be. Like, because like, like take for example, there would be a P. So picture a P in your head and then picture like lines coming out of every angle of that like O yeah, and then a like, line at the, the bottom of the, of the P. P. Or like, of the like dis, disjoint it and just like move a part of it like just to the left and then take the 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 flag of the p and like just click and drag it so that it's like mismatched and like over the other part of the stem and like bigger just... like like twice the size <laughs> yeah they would take letters and like make some of them arbitrarily small and some of them really big just utter utter lunacy that yeah. font <laughs> it was it was ridiculous and like very indicative of the time, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I feel like that's like, because during that time we had like the the fucking tap out, you know what I mean? Shirts with like the spikes yeah. everywhere and like very like that was like there was a lot of metal very going unsubtle. around and like like yeah, yeah. the the fucking uh, tribal tattoos like yeah just very like doing too much <laughs> doing way doing, too fucking much doing way too if, much if that Absolutely. font had a haircut it would be uh gelled spikes with frosted tips <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh yeah i i thought the first guy that we saw as the demon i i'm i'm mad that he wasn't in the movie more because he was so good and he's yeah. pretty famous i don't remember his name but he's like he had name power yeah i i, I don't has. know like if here, I'm just gonna look it up because it's gonna bother me if I don't. Uh, um, like I was saying before, oh yeah, Elias Cotes, Cotes. Um, he sold it. He was the best, I think. He, I, I, he was the best, but um, the partner with his name, John Goodman, he did yeah. almost as good, yeah. in my opinion. But yeah. When he just cuts loose and sings as the demon. Uh, yeah. He's on my side. Yes, yes it is. is. Yeah, he fucking <laughs> going. puts his whole John Goosey into it. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you think, Becca? Uh, it wasn't a bad movie. Um, I So, and I talked a little bit about this um, <laughs> when we were watching it. The conceit of this podcast originally, when it was the inception <laughs> of the idea, uh, came to Alec a few years ago, and the original name of the podcast was going to be The Enlightenment of Alec Mikesell, and the premise was that he would consume this, like, media that's really important in to our society, like... The things we've watched already, you know, like like uh, we seven read Seven Samurai, Seven Samurai, yeah, Seven Samurai. We read and, The Big Sleep yeah. and like things that like are supposed to have shaped our society and go back and look at them and like analyze them, like things that people usually see like at some point in their life before things their twenties. Should but have seen I, by I now as an adult, but often haven't. Yeah. yeah. So I was like thinking before I knew anything about this movie that this was going to be like a really important like <laughs> kind of film and when we started watching it I was like 
why was this on the list? <laughs> and so I was just like thinking about it. And then I figured, I was like, I mean, I might as well just ask him. So I was like, Alec, why did you put this on this list with like seven samurai and like Tarzan, the Shining, all of these really important films and books? Like, why is why is Fallen uh, Denzel's masterpiece? Obviously, but why is it on <laughs> this list? And can you answer that now? It, it was it was just on a YouTube channel I liked. <laughs> which is if, incredible uh, yeah like shout, shout out friend of the pod film comics explained it's not the most clever name in the world but the guy that runs it is just he's it's it, it's a it's a good youtube channel but he does a lot of like breakdowns of like horror movies like the plot and like where they fit into like the like horror uh or science fiction like At large, pop culture yeah. and stuff and i had never heard of the movie before and i thought that the premise was really neat and so uh i just like I, I, I kind of randomly put it on the list, but I didn't order the list in any particular way. And Robert just like kind of randomly grabbed this movie out of <laughs> the many. So we, uh, we ended up watching this one. Yeah. But you know, so, so I was, I was kind of thrown, I guess. Um, and I was not expecting to like this movie as someone who was raised on like law and order. That's what I was expecting. And it's kind of what I got. Um, but like a really high I, quality episode of Law and Order. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Your favorite I mean, episode of Law and Order. Sure. Um, it was just not at all what I was expecting. And it was in a good way. And I I loved the twist at the end. It didn't feel dumb. It didn't feel like throwaway. Um, it was it was funny because in the beginning it goes like this is the story of how I almost died, and that's like literally how Tangled starts. Um <laughs> <laughs> and well he goes this is the story of how i died um and and then at the end he's in the cat's body and he goes i did say almost died didn't i and i was like this dumbass movie i almost i almost funny. thought like the goosebumps like tag was good like do, 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 do. <laughs> you know what i'm talking about yeah. like <laughs> i will say though um we definitely like weren't surprised that he survived because we were like isn't isn't there like a bird or a fucking like raccoon nearby like there's no way that yeah. like there's nothing you, you know what i mean like i don't think the ending was quite um as I it was know. more like the bigger twist to me is that it was the demon speaking at the beginning you know what i mean not that not necessarily that he survived yeah, yeah. when i'm talking about the twist that's what i meant specifically it's like oh so we were the like the inner monologue was from the demon the whole time that's fun you know what i mean but like as soon as like we they got to the forest we all three of us were like wait he can go into animals though right so like yeah. this doesn't matter <laughs> yeah you know what i mean which obviously not, like, the character not the, doesn't not know not the most that. momentous twist of all time but a well, competent one i think i think you're one. supposed to forget it but we thought that it was so funny like when he was in the cat earlier that i think it just stuck with us yeah and yeah, I, yeah. I don't think it's supposed to i think you're supposed to like forget that that part happened but you know for sure but I still you also still triggered fun. me by using the phrase inner monologue because of the of the the things that I didn't like about this movie like there, there's there's copaganda I think that the cinematography is generally just kind of uninspired like it was just kind of like it's your classic fine. textbook you know shot, yeah. yeah and then um I, I like there's 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 this stretch of movies in general that just have like these color palettes that I just don't like and I'm not even saying because like it, it doesn't have to be like this bright eye popping 
like catching like color palette like it's like a like a Disney Pixar or something. Sure. But something about like these like nineties, early two thousands color palettes, like um what's that one that David Lynch did? The the detective one. Or not uh Twin Twin Peaks. Twin Falls or Twin Peaks? Twin Peaks. Yeah, Twin Peaks. Uh, and and other ones like it, like they, they, there's just this color palette that that in in this like film, I don't know, it, like it's 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 just not my favorite. I just don't love how it looks. Um, so like those were all things that I didn't super love about the movie. Very and, indicative and of think, the time it was made for sure. Yeah, very much so. And then the thing I think I dislike the most is that like when when Denzel was just talking to other people I feel like whoever wrote the dialogue whoever did the screenwriting or the screenplay for the dialogue did an excellent job it felt very natural he felt like a very compelling character but as he was like going around and and solving this mystery the <laughs> Denzel's character has this little inner monologue where he's like a cop sees everything yeah <laughs> like he's you know like well and like I think he, it would be interesting to watch it again with the idea like with the knowledge, knowledge that it's that, the demon the whole is time. it supposed to be the demon throughout because he's yeah. like because the uh, one of the monologues was him. like a cop sees everything like he's he's not an ordinary man yeah I think like, it's it, like poking the demon's fun at really pro cop if that's the case I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I like. I don't know. I don't know. Now I'm. I guess it'd be more clever. Well, no. I unless it's I don't like maybe so, it's the demon the, doing it like tongue in cheek. Like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like maybe, but I feel like that's almost it. too nuanced because the demon is like I, is yeah. like a wacky character. You know I what I mean? Kind of like agree that it's a little bit too nuanced really, for this kind of film. He's really ballsy. He's really crude and uh, like cruel and like viciously mocking you know what i mean but the inner monologues i think are pretty obviously supposed to be hobbs because they're like they're it's just him waxing poetic about like a cop's duty and like what the world is like but he can't tell the story because he's dead so like why how he can't tell the story because he's not I think it's just bad writing. I don't think I don't think either yeah, one of you yeah, were yeah, right yeah. or wrong. I think that it was just an oversight. Like I don't think, yeah. I at the know. at the very least, even if it is the demon, I just found them cringy. And if it is supposed to be the demon, I feel like it's at odds with his character. Like the 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 two options are: it's either Hobbs or it's the demon. If it's Hobbs, I think it's like cringy, and that we could have spent that time doing something better and if it's the demon i feel like it's at odds with his character and shouldn't have been in there yeah i don't know i think that like i think we're just thinking too hard about a movie that like <laughs> doesn't really a movie where a, denzel a lot of thought, you know <laughs> is running after a demon yeah but yeah yeah it's fine though it was, a, it was a good time it was a good time so yeah i guess we uh we're at that part of the the show that we always poetry? forget about where we write some poetry. <laughs> I'm writing I'm rewriting the blurb the like the intro tonight. Okay. I'm holding you to that. Okay. It's definitely not going to work, but I wrote probably the dumbest poem I've ever written in my life. <laughs> Are we ready then? I'm ready. Okay, you want to go first, Becca? Sure. <laughs> What <laughs> rules, you sons of bitches? <laughs> what cosmic currency can one pay to catch a demon? Can one pay to fall asleep inside the body of a killer and the soul of ones on top? There are no rules, you silly demon. 
when you're running with a cop. What rules? <laughs> sons what, of bitches. What rules, you sons of bitches? <laughs> that was good, though. I liked that. That was that was good. Thank. <laughs> we get too serious on the pod. We get too serious. <laughs> With you, gotta, you gotta have some fun sometimes. You gotta have some fun. I think I've got one. <clears throat> Go ahead. A poet knows it, waxing poetic on a dark stained night, where stale coffee and staler cigarettes litter like bad jokes. If mankind can be called man, then isn't all murder suicide? A man oh, can only shit. kill another man, and in doing so, kills himself, only then to be chased by another man. Womankind is another story. We'll get to it later. Get your trench coat and get some answers, rookie. It's going to be a long night of longer frights when demons decide who lives or dies. Damn, that was good. Let's go. (laughs) Those were bars. I liked that. That was fun. Especially that fucking suicide. All murder is suicide. That's a a fucking bar. That's a a good line. I like. Remember when you asked me what kind, like, if I got a quote on my body, if I tattooed a quote on my body, that'll be it. Except Hell that yeah. it makes it all, sound like you're like pro lifer though. The greatest movie of all time, 1998's Denzel Washington <laughs> Fallen. Um, as per usual, I got my little haiku. A shit-eating grin make a coyote jealous. Time is on my side. Mmm, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Time is on my side. I was like. As I was like getting ready to write the poem, the five syllable, the five syllable. Destined, I was like, yeah. "Oh, come on! I gotta do it." Hi, Destined, you gotta, yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta. Well, you, gotta. you know who who would have right, thought ghouls. that uh, a uh, a movie like this would inspire at least two good poems? <laughs> <laughs> you decide I which poem two. Is a, I think your haiku is at, at least good in context. I mean, yeah, it, it's just a haiku. It, it is, you know. Just a haiku. Just Tell that a to the haiku. Japanese. The weebs in the chat. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> it's one of the most beautiful horror. Yeah. Well, cool, goals. Thanks for listening. What are we watching next time? We are watching Casablanca. Ooh. Yeah. That's a... I'm excited for that one, actually. It's That's, a, a that's one of the biggies, you know? Say what you want, but that is a movie. It is a movie. <laughs> At least a movie. You know? Do your homework, Googles. Go watch the movie. Do your homework. It'll be, uh, it'll be more fun when we get to the, Tell all your friends. Get to the episode. All right. Thanks. Go watch Casablanca. Go watch Casablanca. And, thanks, Googles. And like, read Tarzan while you're at it. That's the next book we're doing. So Big facts. Bring some snacks when you watch Casablanca. Keep yourself awake. <laughs> oh, is it boring? Oh, no. <laughs> Don't say that. We'll, we'll try to liven it up. <laughs> it's okay. And every Phil buff is coming for my toes right now. <laughs> my little piggy. Protect Becca's Slurp toes. Go read. Go watch. Uh, please, go please, snack. please. Love you, ghouls. Give us uh, five-star ratings. Five stars. Those are very important. Says. Big five stars. Many people, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good night, ghouls. Love you, ghouls. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.